This episode of the Cup Rodri podcast was uploaded on the 26th of November, 2017. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cup Rajay podcast. My name, of course, is RJ and I'm here with Matt. Hello. How are you? I'm well. I'm cold. I'm like, <laughs> I'm freezing. I've got the heater on and a blanket and a jumper, but I'm riding high. My nano's going like so superlatively well which is that is NaNoWriMo the National Novel Writing Month uh, to fill you in yeah where (laughs) where people try and write 50k in a month and I've never done it before and I've never written a novel before because I'm not good at that and I don't read a lot of books so it's like surely (laughs) I shouldn't be doing this but I was so sick of writing things and then having to wait for other people to make it I was just like (laughs) I'll do it on my own um yeah, and I hit. I I'm, I I was like six thousand words behind a few days ago, and now I'm what today, and I just hit forty k, and I'm super I'm super chuffed about it. That's good. Yeah. Because uh, my aim at the beginning of the month, I even tweeted about it, and I fucking backed out already. <laughs> um, was Dusk of the Dead uh, is a thing that I made. It's a web series spinoff of another web series called Brains. I really like it. It's decently reviewed on Sterable, and I am happy about that, mm. so good. Um, but I was going to do, from the get-go of Dusk of the Dead, I was like, I really want to explain all the behind-the-scenes of the world and just be with the characters a bit more. Because when you make characters, you kind of fall in love with them mm. quite a lot. And <laughs> I just wanted to explore them a bit more, so I was like, I'll, I'll write this like little mini book kind of thing not long just a few pages um i'll do that and then nanorimo came up i was like i'll do it now i've got so many more ideas and then i was like oh wait rj you have a full-time fucking job and the rest of the time you 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 spend it on pod mage mm. or, or trying to catch up with friends yeah so I, like, no i can't. I, <laughs> I would not have been able to do it without because, like, I have a part-time job, but my part-time job is I lock people in a room for an hour, and I don't deal with them. So, like, if I have a seven-hour day, I technically work an hour, and I use the other six to just write. And it's like, I would not have been anywhere near this amount. Because if I'm going to work later, mm-hmm. and I'm like, cool, that's another, like, 4,000 words in, I'll just, I won't write now, I'll play Overwatch, I'll go to work, and then I'll write whilst doing other things, and it's like, it's, uh, yeah, I'm in yeah. such, like, a privileged position, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be anywhere close if I had, yeah. like, a full-time job. And that's why I kind of was like, no, I'm not going to do it, um, but I have written other things other than it, which is, which is good, um trying to get into writing a bit more mm. again because full-time jobs kind of take it out of you especially <laughs> when you work in a partially creative part-time job you get home and you're like oh i'm doing it. <laughs> i just want to be me mm. um which kind of sucks especially with uh pod mage uh, becoming a thing pod mage launching in january 2018 everybody that's <laughs> when it's launching i thought uh, you said pod mage all right oh. is it raining that is right. What the fuck? Wow. It was sunny like 10 minutes ago. No, but that's good though, because before we started recording, there was a guy hammering really loud right outside. Yeah. So now the rain will force him in, and yeah. we just deal with rain. Yeah, Rain's fine. fine. It's quite nice. If you have headphones in, this is like that app that you like put uh, rain to. Soundtrack. The hammering guy doesn't understand that rain means oh go inside. <laughs> The gods are literally telling him to quit that we need time and he's just yeah. not dealing with it. And it's just that like, no, we're gonna fuck with your <laughs> podcast today. Um, <laughs> yeah, going back to um like writing and and being a uh, um like saying like, Oh man, I don't wanna do Nana Room and stuff. The thing which Alice told me, which I um 
appreciated. And a, and a thing which you get, like, if you sign up, you get, like, these pep talk things where people are, like, um, they'll mess you with, like, oh, it's going to be okay, is um, even if you start and you write 3,000 words in that month, you have 3,000 more words than you would have had at the start of the month if you didn't yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, but my competitive edge has come through, obviously, so now it's like, well, I'm going to fucking do it, and yeah. I'm going to fucking <laughs> smash it. I'm going to get it done by the 28th, <laughs> everyone else. That's um, the annoying part of having, like, a competitive besides it's like the pro is you get shit done okay. you just get shit done the problem being is that you take it as such a personal offence mm. like as well like the second you either lose or someone beats you at something you're like piece of fucking shit lord you die I got so bummed out like a few weeks ago because when I slipped up because I was doing like because you write 1667 I think word the day and I, I did like 2,000 to 3,000 for like the first week and then I got it really ill and I only wrote like 200 words a day and I got like, I dropped behind like 2,000 words and I was just like, I failed. And it was only like a week in, but I was like, fuck it, everything, nothing matters anymore. I failed, <laughs> stupid, dumb. Yeah. It's that, uh, it's that study is just like, if I can't win, I'll give up. And it's like, no, you shouldn't. That's <laughs> yeah, right. How do you do it? <laughs> just get it done. It's not that bad. Chill out. And um, yeah, I think writing, especially turning that into a contest is a bit of a, it's a dangerous move. I really like NaNoWriMo, like the, the pro is writing more. Like mm. you can do, I kind of treat it, Selig, with my work as like drafting. So... The past nanoremos that I've done, I've never completed. Oh, have you done four? Have you? I've, I've done it like I, out of the past seven years, I've done it like four times. Oh, I didn't know. That. But I've never finished it because mm. I kind of take it into my own like head of like like last year, Dusk of the Dead was my nanoremo. Mm. Um, I wrote all. I told myself everyone else is writing currently that'll like, get me to write, so I wrote all the episodes of um, Dusk of the Dead, sent them off to the executive producer. She was like, this good, change these things. And I was like, okay. And I kept obviously rewriting, rehashing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I having to change it a lot, depending on like who, like the actors, because I want their voices to come through a bit more mm. and just stuff like that. Um, in college and uni, um, I think in 2014, it was Internet Police that I completely wrote. Hashtag Such an old fucking thing for me. <laughs> it's really bad. It's four years old. That idea is four years old. Yeah. I still haven't done it. Uh, do you know why though? Because you have to have other people to be to do it with you. Because you gotta get all the things. We should write. Normally, don't need anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the funny thing. Because last year it was like at this current. It was like two months ago. I think it was just like yeah, we're gonna work on internet police as soon as like once the catches is up. And then what ended up happening? Monster Catches didn't get finished, and Hexes went into fucking pre-production. Yeah. Yeah. And like it was just like, oh, Hex got funded. Sorry, RJ it was like, uh, that okay. was just such like a wild few months. Because like, because that Hex, by the way, is a is a web series that Matt, Alice, and Olivia have made, and mm. there's a pilot out currently. Hex of the show. There you go. That's it. Nice. Thanks for giving that little plug. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's like we had such things because it was all on cast and crew band. The thing which we were like, oh yeah, let's all set up as a big gang, and we did monster. We like we filmed Monster Catch, which was the furthest we ever got, and then we like it was finished edited, right? Got finished edited, and then 
We no, it wasn't. It didn't even get to Did the edit. Did it not get Because no. <laughs> Adam was going to edit it, and then Adam got busy, and then I took the edit, but he never gave me the audio. So my problem at the minute oh. for editing it is that the audio is not there. Oh, that- <laughs> uh, so it's <laughs> That's like, weird. I can edit it. There are some shots missing that... Um, I, I, can we get those done now? Or is everyone's hair... And everyone's hair is vastly different lengths, yeah. Yeah. Either way. Yeah, yeah and it's like... I, it's like Liv's... Liv's lost weight, I've gained weight, like nothing in continuity <laughs> is going to be able to, to continue. Uh, we'll, get you, we'll get you a girdle. Uh, is that what they are? are, they, are they, <laughs> is a girdle that thing like that goes around you and like makes you skinnier and gives you an hourglass figure? Girdle. Um, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I would, yeah, it is. Uh, a girdle is one of these, essentially. Just it's that thing oh. that goes around you and just makes you look... What am I thinking of? It's that. It's the same, but it's, it's not like called the, that. Corset is what cor- I'm thinking oh, of. Oh, right, yeah. The yeah. Corset's the one that just does your... The, the hourglass one, a girdle's the one that does kind of... More oh, of your body. Weird. I, guess. I didn't know that. Interesting. The more you know. Learning. <laughs> um, yeah, so with writing, um, it is Zedek with NaNoWriMo, a case of... like It depends on if I've got something to do that year, but how many yeah. times have you done it? No, this is my first. I've oh, never. I, I have. You're smashing it out. Alice, Alice said, uh, Alice, I've wanted to do it for like years, but I was like, fifty thousand words is something that I will never. I. <laughs> it takes me like th- it took me like three four months to write eight thousand words dissertation, which was the bare minimum, and I didn't do any more than that, which is probably why I got a D on it. But <laughs> I just like I, cu- I I I couldn't fathom writing that amount. Because I also I, like yeah. I wrote my dissertation basically uh, in a week because I kept putting it off. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to write that much. I hate it. It's yeah. boring. It's factual. And then I got I got a forty five, and it's my lowest uh, grade uh, um, in uni. It it pulled me down from a first like I just didn't get a first cut, and Same. I was like fuck it yes, uni so sucks I hate it anyway. I was two percent off a first. Oh no, that's that's far worse than me. No, but like in interviews and stuff like that, uh, when they're like, oh, I see that you got a two one in uni, and then I just I just suddenly go, yeah, I was two percent off of a first, but um, essentially with my dissertation, it was just it was that that brought me down. I'm more of a fictional writer and a blog writer yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. I can write quite factual, but it depends on the topic kind of thing, and then I just talk about that, and that's how nice. I got my job. <laughs> <laughs> um. Gosh, it's like that flashback to the job interview episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> say. Um, I've literally forgotten all points that I was going to say. Um, it was something right. about Let's... Nana and writing. And oh yeah, the, the, and then as soon as it's something you're interested in, it's like you just blast it out. Yeah, gone. Going with writing and stuff like that. Uh, what section of the writing? And I know it sounds quite vague when I say this. What section of the writing do you enjoy the most? Dialogue. I I like almost never toot my own horn because I don't think I'm good at much. I am so fucking good at dialogue. <laughs> I'm like proper pro at it. Just because I speak I've I've spoken to myself like out loud like almost at this volume my entire life, so I just know how, how I speak and I just write it down. Um, yeah. And I've al- I, I've always liked talking to other people, so it's always a thing where I'm just really good at dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, for me, it's always the pacing of uh, of say, like scenes and stuff like that. It's oh, always yeah. the uh, getting into the character's head because you have to get into you basically create this person that you've never met, 
and obviously you base it on say like people that you yeah. have met or things that like even characters that you've watched mm. in the past and stuff like that and it's getting into someone else's it's that empathy thing it's that slamming yourself into someone else's body and going what would my reaction to this be <laughs> is it going to be extreme is it going to be passive is it going to be this and that's always my favourite part it's always the um, how are they going to react because in Dusk of the Dead going back to that Tom's character gets beaten up but essentially by my character's uh, sister oh yeah, yeah, yeah and I was just like he, he would kill it he'd kill it. like he would straight up get back up and kill her <sighs> I was like no, the reason why that wouldn't happen is because there's that he would he love to do it, but because of um, he cares too much about um, Sean, which is my character, um, he just couldn't. He mm. couldn't. That that would be the only thing um, that would stop him from doing it. And I just remember sitting there and writing it and going, "Oh, this is hard. This is hard." <laughs> <laughs> like it's like, ah. And even certain situations, uh, when, you, when you cry at your own work, it's the fucking worst. <laughs> You're like, I'm so fucking full of myself. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've never managed, I've never cried at my own stuff because I, just, I'm, I'm a very emotionally closed off human. Um, but I'm me and Liv have now. gotten, <laughs> me and Liv have gotten very close when we were writing Hexer. But it wasn't even we. Oh shit! Nah, yeah, we did. Uh, I planned out a scene for like so we planned all all of it well we planned all of it and now we've just completely scrapped almost the entire thing and starting again um, that's funny you've still got stuff to base off of it <laughs> yeah yeah it's like we've just gotten rid of like two major char- main characters and we're replacing them with another um, that's, that's, person uh, just to, to side note it like 90% of writing is deleting your own shit as it oh out. yeah um, literally the most important thing is you almost always have to look at everything objectively and even if you put in loads of work this for example actually I wrote like 10, 12,000 words of my nano but I didn't like it so I just got rid of it and then I started again um, oh, I still can't get my word count because I'm not a maniac um, I just moved it down and I was like I might use parts of it but the whole story got really dark and that wasn't what the story I wanted to tell I wanted to tell a story of like friendship and hope and shit so um yeah, I just I readed it all out with um, a highlighter and I just moved it down. But um, yeah, me, me, Liv and Alice, because um, me and Liv in particular have been working on it for like three and a half years now almost. Um, yeah, and we like wrote all of it and then we funded it and got the pilot made and we went to the actors and we were like, hey, we want to make it but with as little budget as we possibly can so we can actually make it and not just stick at the pilot but that means we're getting rid of like a bunch of characters and everyone's going to have to re-audition if you can. Um, and a lot of people were like, ah, oh, love to, but I get, like, I, I work as an actor and I can't yeah. do anything for free. Um, some people were like, oh yeah, totally. Um, which is great. But yeah, no, and now, uh, um, yeah, we planned out all three series and then I, I, I blocked out a scene which is like the last scene these two people have together. Um, and I shook because I was listening to the new old J album when it came out. Um, I was listening to a song from it, and I was just like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And I just had a thing. And I wrote it all out, and I showed it to Liv, and I was just like, get, "I was proper emotional about it." And I gave it to Liv, and then Liv was like, "It's <laughs> 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 the um, most." I get really when I write. There's 
two emotions when I'm writing a really sad scene. As I said, I cry my fucking eyes out. <laughs> the other part of me is like when I'm really enjoying it, when I'm not in like a character's head or like in the head of like watching it. It's mm. me building this wall as a like, god, essentially. <laughs> uh, I just go, this is going to upset so many people. <laughs> I have been, I, I was lobbying for so long to kill off a lead character of Hexer for ages because I was like, it would suck and it would be like, oh shit, it's really real now. And all of like the last section of the whole show would just be like, would would be like an entirely different thing. It wouldn't be as this fun, all friends hanging out and being goofs. It would be really sad. And then me and Liv talked about it for ages. Because she was like, I don't want that. And I was like, yeah, I don't either. But I also do. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> it's that, it's the whole element of like removing a key thing. Of, of writing yeah so you build this world that you really love and then you're like what would happen if I took this Jenga block away and watched it crumble because <laughs> you you as you said Hex is like this friendship hope kind of yeah. uh, kind of thing it's like they're all hanging out it's all great and it, there's some magic and it's all fun they go on adventures la-di-da um, and the second you take that away you've got these characters that are built up on that and then you you crumble their base, and they have to rebuild their lives. Yeah. Essentially, they have to deal with grief. They have to <laughs> deal with this whole bullshit of in world kind of. Going, yeah. I don't want to talk too much because I know yeah. a little bit. But, yeah. Go for it. Um, just say like. because well, that that's that, that's the that's the start of the show. That's what happens. Like Rue is just this lad that's like he's trying to get by, and he he has like very little to to be super proud of in his life. But then he builds it, and then it gets completely ripped away, and it's like, oh, by the way, you have superpowers? And he's like, I don't want any of that. I'm trying to live my life. And yeah. Um, but that's obviously, when you start it like that, the people watching get into this world. They view Ruben as like, mm. this thing to relate to. They view the world through his eyes. Whereas if you essentially killed him off, all right, the whole world was not revolving around him, but yeah. they... The people viewing saw it through his eyes to begin with. So then it's just everyone has to, you have to relate to everyone else's eyes and go through them. Yeah. It's just, I think that's when you're right, you just kind of get that sadistic tendency to like, <laughs> what happened? What happened? <laughs> um, I mean, and, and it sucks it when, so you, you can take it from other TV shows when a character leaves, mm. uh, especially main characters, that's a, that's a big one. Where if it's like a side main character, easy to deal with. You can take a look at Torchwood. For that. Yeah. But when it's the main character, it's like, how do we fix this? <laughs> like we've got like two more seasons to do. Like obviously The Office, obviously that's a comedy. Yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. But it's still writing wise, oh. you have to deal with Michael Scott not being that was there. Such a... How would they deal with the power? People really, really don't like that. That whole that the time after that, and I. Love it. I, I do as well. The next series, like, it gets shaky, but it really, it just, like, it it, it deals with it really well. The and whole Sabre thing good, man. makes me feel a bit weird. Oh, that was Like, because they went to Florida, and then it was like, what's going on? Oh, uh, yeah. All, that was weird. Catherine Tate, I hated her at the beginning, and then towards the oh, end, I was God, like, she's oh, such I love her. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, you get like that, especially in a show that has, when things flip completely differently, but not in, like, a natural set. Yeah. Um, like if if you kill off a character that's kind of a natural set but when Michael Scott left it was like the show wasn't about him yeah but because he's like the main figure kind of thing everyone else now has to 
jumble about and the rise needs yeah. another reason for you to keep it, watching. It was it was weird. I again I, I liked it because I'm a big advocate of if it if it feels natural then continuously do it like uh, uh, Alex Memo. um yeah like I had this whole 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 plan and I was like right like when with the nano thing um I was like right this happens here and then this happens here and then this happens here but as I was writing I was like this doesn't make sense to happen much later this would literally happen right now this person would do it and it'd say this thing and it's like and like it just makes sense and those two would go off and talk and all this shit um and I think The Office does it really, really well, where the whole the point of it is that it's not about him. It's a show where it's just, it's an American workplace. It's just a completely normal place. People yeah. leave all the time. People go home and they... they That's the weird they thing. People don't stop. leave that show as often as they do in offices. Yeah. In the past <laughs> six months of my working in an office, and even when I worked in a call center, people leave all the time. <laughs> people either get headhunted, they quit, or they get fired. <laughs> I've never worked in a workplace so far that has fired someone uh, yeah, yeah. actually um, but n- not, nothing brutal like had to let go for say like money reasons but I've never had like someone fired yeah being in a meeting where you find out someone's fired is the scariest <laughs> fucking thing <laughs> you know like am I next <laughs> um, writing <laughs> I'm gonna I, I'll take you back to internet police mm-hmm. and killing your babies which I think is, is such is such an important so important to do yeah um that has been overworked and redone and changed setting and completely moved on to the point where it's now like a structured proper story about this like this dark supernaturally kind of. I'll give, a, I'll give a brief overview. Yeah, and yeah. then it, and it, but it was a, a show where you made jokes about puns. Yeah. So, Internet Police was originally a short film I came up with in uni based around one fucking pun, and that was your internet history. <laughs> and the idea was, oh, that's kind of funny. It's like the police are like about to kill someone and go, your internet history. And it's just like, oh, that's dumb. I love it. And then I wrote a whole fucking thing of just this, vi- not virus, but like this, um, uh, someone running away from the police. I didn't even actually name them Glitch yet. Um, but it was just like a program running away from the police uh, they'd run under a bridge and meet trolls and just shit like that it was just meant to be dumb and then um, I came up with a bit more episodically kind of thing I introduced a character called Proxy and then I named the main character Glitch because I was like well if the police are chasing after someone they're going to need to chase after them for um, some kind of reason and mm. why the pol- internet police would be looking at this for like a glitch kind of thing and then Proxy would hide because that's what proxies do on the internet, they hide them, so yeah. the puns were still there, and it was still dumb, dorky kind of stuff, and then I wrote it as a comic. Um, Only Press, they did a competition where you plan out this whole comic for them, and they might take it on, they might, you've got to write five episodes, and then where it would go after that, and I did, I mm. did, I was super busy at the time, with um, just uni work and stuff like that, so I didn't fully flourish it out um, in the sense of all the ideas were there but I yeah. couldn't reach word counts for only press so I knew it wasn't going to get picked up but I thought submit it anyway see what happens and obviously it didn't get picked up but I, it gave me this darker more fleshed out storyline as you said and now the whole idea is why is Glitch a glitch? What introduced Glitch there? Why did Proxy work with Glitch? Why are the police chasing? And the first five issues became, like, essentially the first episode. Mm. And it became a five-part series that me and Tom 
fully fleshed out. And we wrote all five episodes, and what I realised was it wasn't as funny as it used to be. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it did want it to be more funny. Uh, and I've gone back to it, made the first three episodes a lot funnier. Hmm. But then when you hit the third episode, you find out why all this shit's happening. Yeah. It gets a lot darker, and I, I was like, oh my god. And then going to the whole kill your babies thing... Um, I, I essentially did it. I was there, like, I was writing it, like, oh my god, I'm so upset, I love him so much, why? <laughs> uh, obviously that can still change if anyone, like, ends up listening to this, watching, watches, um, Internet Police if it does fucking ever come out. Um, but I was just there, like, I really like how it's, how it's gone. I've made this character, th- these characters that you find relatable, um, and I've made some really like campy fucking villains as well, and I love it. And if we film it, I want to play. I want to play the campy villain. I've always wanted to play some kind of fucking campy <laughs> villain, just because it's it's fun. It's like you know the master in season three of Doctor Who yeah. when he uh, he goes up in the lift and then just starts singing a Scissor Sister song. Yeah, uh, and it's just like that's what I want. That's what I want. The sequel, Breath of Wild Dogs, but a lot more camp. <laughs> Um, and it's just fun uh, but you just when you write characters and you you change them so many times you kind of forget who they originally were yeah because Glitch was just meant to be an average Joe in the sense of you don't really relate to him because he was kind of like the people that you relate to at the beginning not even relate to the people that you kind of not necessarily rooted for but you kind of followed it more like a comedy kind mm. of thing so you don't have to worry about that as much. But you be more on the side of the police kind of thing. It's like this chase kind of thing. It's yeah. all dumb and dorky. And now you just kind of get these characters that are just... You like. You just <laughs> like them. It's like, oh, this is nice. Um, but I was never expecting Internet Police to take this kind of yeah role. That's, yeah, that's definitely what's like important, though. It's like, you gotta... Because if, you, if you're harsh with it and you don't... Um, like... You, you, you're not delicate with the things that you're making. It's like, obviously, there's there's a line where it's like, everything I'm writing is shit and it's awful and it's blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all right, calm down, you wrote it, which means that you must like it in some way. There's something <laughs> in it. Um, yeah, and it's like, you can... If, you, if you're not delicate when, when you're rewrites, it's like, that just isn't good and it doesn't fit and that character's not good. And you start just like, you can remove main characters if they don't fit. Like, we were talking about Hexo, and it's like, there are these two characters that me and Liv... And Alice, I've worked on for like three years, and we like adore every sense of them, but they're not useful, so we just got rid of both of them. Um, and it's like, and it sucked. But we had a like a f- six month break from thinking about it to restarting it, mm-hmm. and it literally gave that us such an easy, a like, very important thing when it comes to writing. Put yourself away from your work for mm. a minute. You need to, and no matter if it's editing, drawing, any of that. Anything creative, anything, any work in, at all, really. Because you get to that point when you're like, you may fall in love with it. I love this, I love this, I really love it. Or oh, I can't fucking stand this. Or you just get a bit tired. Walk away, whether it's for like, just just have some food, have a drink, go for a pee, whatever. <laughs> do a poo. Uh, <laughs> um, or just, you know, have, you when you did the pilot, it's been a six-month break, essentially. a huge break, yeah. Whether it's that kind of thing that you, you need... 
when you come back to it, you become a lot more critical of the work mm. um, in a good way. You feel more productive about it, or you fall in love with it in a sense like that's why it's good. This is the kind of thing that I want to touch on. And you're saying about the writing just now. Another thing that is very key. I think, anyway, other people may argue this, when you're writing and you feel that, you get this kind of feeling in your gut, like, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. Uh, if you pause for a second and go, where could I take it back to and delete from, feel free to do that. But one thing that, I, if I haven't got another route to go down, I keep writing for ages because I, I then take a break later on, view the scene that I hated, and go, this is what I like about it, this is the, a key point that mm. I need to touch on, and then get rid and then I rewrite that bit and oftentimes I come back going that's so much better yeah yeah uh, good thing I didn't delete that and take it somewhere else because this scene is where I needed it to go I just needed to work either the dialogue or if a ca- certain character needed to be there mm. <sighs> yeah it's like think of like anything you wrote when you were like 14 or 10 or like 16 or anything and it's like this is the best thing ever and then you stop for any reason you go back to it you're like god this is bad and it's like yeah. you just you always got to take yourself away and it's like looking at it and um, there's things that I wrote when I was like 16 we'll and I'm like minute. this I'm gonna... is good there are good 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 things here it's just yeah and it's yeah, it's just like littered with bad things you just got to pick out the nice things yeah um, worst thing you've ever written what is it um God, there is so much rubbish in everything I do. Um, no, but like, if you go worst thing you've ever written, like for me, that <coughs> I, I already know, and so many people know it as well. But um, I want you to go first. <laughs> I the the first thing that springs to mind like wasn't a thing that I even wrote really. Um, <laughs> right, a thing that I properly did make. So it was me, this guy called George, Alan, and, um, God, what was his name? Is it Hector, maybe? We're in science and none of us are really friends, but we sat next <laughs> to each other. Um, and then we chatted and we became friends and we made this stupid show called Shelf Life, where it's just about a bunch of things, basically Toy Story. When you're not there, and they will come to life. And it was just a bunch of, but the devil was also in it as like a character, just because he was, and it was really stupid. But the lead character was like, discarded sperm in a in a in a used condom and that came to life and we had like a whole claymation thing we made so much stuff of it and it was stupid and re- and so so 14 yeah and i just it just wasn't good um but i remember at the time literally thinking i was gonna change lives like it's <laughs> i was like this is gonna it's so it's just like it's so charming and funny and we could really really make something super good out of it but um, I didn't realise how cl- hard claymation was. And then um, I think it was like a year later and my mum was looking through my camera <coughs> and then found the picture of like, oh, it's Hector and he's fake masturbating to a thing and stuff. And she was like, what is this? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a stupid thing I oh. made. I'm sorry, mum. <laughs> yeah. Go on, you, your turn. <laughs> okay. So when I was... 14 or 15, I think. Um, no, 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 even that. It's actually a bit older. When I was 17, this one was. Um, I wrote a story called Deer in the Headlights. Nice. Um, 
I like the Strong. Title. Also, just suddenly realizing I've been obsessed with deers and stags all my life. All your life. <laughs> all my life. It's the signs have always been there. So, I still like the idea. Um, it's changed a little bit as I've grown up. I've got so many notes in, so many like books um, just about it. It's about this guy who ends up out uh, get, gets um, outed either in uni or school or college kind of thing. It was one of those, it was an education-based mm. kind of thing. Uh, it was meant to be like the last week of college, of sixth form it was going to be um, for these people. Uh, I wasn't in sixth form, so I, yeah, I was in college. But um, okay. with that, it was, this guy gets outed. Uh, everyone is like making fun of him kind of stuff. They're like getting too involved, either overly supportive or overly critical mm. kind of thing. And he can't handle it. He just wants to be by himself. He's just like, I don't want, I, it's why I didn't want anyone to know. I didn't want anyone to know because they just pick and pry either with good intentions or bad intentions. It was just too much kind of thing. Um, <laughs> and then his friend, because it was the last week of say like sixth form, they kind of just bail on it. They haven't got any exams. They've just got like last minute things to cover. Mm. So he's like, fuck it, let's just go on a road trip kind of thing. So one of them was like a Citroen fucking Clear. No, I, Renault know, Clio, I love me a road trip. Uh, like a Renault Clio kind of shit. And they just go on a road trip around the end. They go to Bristol, they go to London, and they end up in Soho in London as well. Because th- they get drunk instead of like, just... Uh, just in a club in London and I'm just like let's go to Soho because <laughs> gay in it uh, and it's just meant it, that's kind of where the story took later on in in the writing that's how I wanted it phrased because it was just like it's just going to be a happy little fun road trip on the last day of college kind of thing mm. and it's going to be happy and comforting and why there are two there, there's being over supportive and there's being under supportive and it's just like just Live and let live. There's, if there's going to be arguments on the road trip, there's going to be dramas, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I still really like it. But the original version, oh my god. So, I mean, uh, it's bad. So I was thinking, I was like, there's literally nothing wrong with this. I talked about living sperm, and now you're... <laughs> so, the original version, um, I actually need to make a call for this, because I also partially wrote it with a friend called Josh who has been one of my best friends since 2008. <laughs> we know each other from the internet. Aww. From Cabo Hotel. <gasps> oh my <laughs> Let's god. see if he picks up. Uh, fingers crossed he does, otherwise it's gonna be a piece of shit. You know what, he's gonna answer and be like, hey, or what the fuck do you want? He's gonna do one of the two. Come on, answer, you piece of shit. Believe in him. Come on, Josh, we need you. We need you. Because I know he's just, he's gonna, he's either gonna laugh. Hey, you've reached Josh and not God damn it. Ah, oh, Josh. Josh. I don't believe. What are you doing? So, Deer in the Headlights was originally a novel that I was writing for NaNoWriMo. Ah, nice. Um, <laughs> circle back. Yeah, circling back. And it was bad. So, the idea was this. <laughs> this closeted kid, um, back when I was in the closet. Ooh, nice. <laughs> relatable. No, I like it. <laughs> tr- tr- playing straight and writing Very about gays. That's clearly. <laughs> oh, RJ. Uh, um, the plan was um, this kid ends up like going to a cafe, right? So, it's, it's 
so dumb because it's clearly based on me and my friend Josh. <laughs> so he gets home from school, clearly had a bad day in work. His mother screams at him, just like, blah, blah, I'll leave your bags. Don't leave, put that next to the door or someone will trip Classic and die. Yeah. Um, and it's just overly badly written. So, so like, at one point, he's just like, oh, just casually walking up the stairs, trying not to trip on that dodgy step that's always been there, always getting me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, oh, I wish I had a copy of it. <laughs> um, and he talks to his friend on the internet clearly nice. fucking based on Habit Hotel the, yeah, yeah. Um, on Skype actually they talk oh. they say Skype it's just like no not even Skype I think I made up a version Forward thinking. is it MSN Messenger no it's not MSN Messenger Ugh. though that it was how we also talked <laughs> I remember this overlap of like MSN Skype just briefly swapping yeah over. I never um, liked Skype I still prefer MSN Messenger because I th- I, miss I, it. I I just thought it was really charming. I really liked it. And Dude. Skype's like you got to talk. Ugh. No, you can still type. Like, yeah, I know, Dis- but it's Discord's just less. Good. Now, good. I don't like Discord. I don't like Discord because I don't like video game communities as a whole. So, <laughs> so I don't like it. Yeah, it is the kind of thing where a video game community I, is kind of like. Uh, <laughs> I they. they I'm currently in one that my friend brought me into, mm. and one of them is um, a gay guy who lives in Armenia and from Syria, so he's a refugee in uh, Armenia at the minute. Mm. And <laughs> he's so overly problematic in the sense of like both on the left and the right. So just stuff that he says, I'm just like, shouldn't say that. Let it slide though. Let it slide because of the situation that you're in. And then on the left side, just saying shit words that I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how are you problematic on both spectrums? <laughs> um, and like, they're, they're often kind of pat, like, not even like doing it for the lols kind of thing. So I I get people who who like dark humor. I am someone who likes dark mm. humor, but just like gaming community like lives there, on it. There's such like a, a difference a between <laughs> yeah I know and it's like there's such a difference between like dark humor though and just problematic being a dick and it's yeah. like I. I've only just got on PC Overwatch, and I only just got onto level twenty-five, so I can play competitive. Nice. I went on the PTR um, the other day, and I, me and this uh, lady called who was called Marceline, and I was like, ah, we chatted, and it, we were joking around, and we played a few games, and then she was like, I was Mercy, and then I kept healing her and resing her just because I liked her, and we were chatting on the thing, and then she went to the other team, and then she killed me with a pulse one like twice and I was like Marcy please and then she was like lol and then we added each other and friends I was like yeah but with PTR because it's a different region you have a different friends list to the normal one so I was like literally waiting on the PTR for her to come on and I haven't done it yet but it's like please come on because I really want to add you on the normal friends this is a complete different tangent anyway went on competitive um, after waiting for like a while and I was like right because it's the first Overwatch friend I've ever made and I was like and it's a lady and she's like nice and I was like oh this is great it's so good um just slowly, like, I know your intentions are good there, but, like, the way that it also sounds, it's yeah, no. like this creepy dude trying to creep a lady <laughs> yeah. because he it heard a lady's so, voice on know. Xbox Live one time. It's just, it sounds so bad. It's just, like, <laughs> I, know, I know that the community of Overwatch is so poor, and we have, 
a bunch of people that now have Overwatch on PC and it's like, oh man, you should meet my friends because we'll probably get on. And You'd yeah. be surprised though. Like, I think it is like an outside... Like, I've been in on these communities and they, they, sometimes the humour goes super dark and I think that that's it. Like, knowing you guys, it's not going to be like a, a great kind yeah. of atmosphere for you guys. Um, yeah. But I think knowing these people... Genuinely light, genuinely light-hearted. I think it's just a, like humor is such a big part. Well, of, of my that kind of element. the next the next point was after like we went for this lady and I was like oh maybe the Overwatch community is like real good because um, I was like yeah, ladies and fuck yeah I went on competitive I heard the N word within the first thirty seconds uh-huh. and then a guy just kept calling me and others retards and faggots and I was like mm, you're a dick and then I reported him. Um, and then once the game was done, I did another competitive, and that happened for the next consecutive five competitive games I played. I was like, the community I've is bad. It is such a toxic bad place. That's really weird because I haven't run into anyone that's done that. I just kept it kept happening, and I was just Actually, to the no, point where I just time, stopped playing it. There was one time, and then this guy was like screaming, going off on one, being like, "Where is she?" And it was just like, I this this guy was playing real bad. <laughs> and I just let him fucking have it. It, it it was like I savoured every bit of anger that I had felt for the past few months and just went this is why you're a piece of shit fact one fact two fact three fuck you and um, it was like I do enjoy like reaming people and then having like an applause like, at the end it's just like I, I try not to. I try not to. I I have... I I don't want to be a judgy person, mm. but I just... I'm a little bit am. I'm a little bit am. And then the second... I, I, keep it, I keep it back, but the second Hold someone fucks with me, I'm like, fuck you. Oh, I, got, um, I get far too nervous. Let's go back to writing. Yeah, anyway, back to I don't like watch community. Neither uh, Discord. Fuck Discord. <laughs> fuck you. Um... <laughs> Deer in the headlights. Uh, there is a scene in chapter two uh, after they've all had their like introduction of like what these characters are like. Uh, see, the, they, the main character has a crush on a boy. <gasps> has a crush on a boy. Dun, dun. Oh no! And it's like, oh, is he a straight boy? And then this this guy asks him to go meet him at a cafe. Mm. Um, in my head, it's the cafe from Friends. I nice. specifically remember it looking exactly like the cafe in Friends. Strong. It's a good. Um, and they sit down, and uh, the main character just gets like a mocha. <laughs> the other guy gets a strawberry and cream smoothie. Nice. Why? For the sheer thing. There's a line in it that makes me cringe so fucking hard every time. Uh, and it's referencing the fact that strawberries are an. Oh, what? what the. the ex- not exotic. The. The, ero- the. Erotic? Not erotic. The whole. Um, it's like oysters as well. They're well, aphrodisiac. Aphrodisiac. <laughs> All right, <laughs> thank you. Uh, and it's just referring to the fact that strawberries are aphrodisiacs. Uh, and it's just being like, oh, strawberries are aphrodisiac. I think that he clearly wants me. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> 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 and like this whole thing. It's like he like comes on to him essentially yeah. in the middle of this cafe and he's like oh my god is this really happening and then they're about to kiss and the, the, the guy goes like I fucking knew it you and then I use a slur in there that I'm not going to say um, and then it's just this straight guy leading him on to find out if he's gay or not and then he's going to go to school on like 
reveal who yeah. he is. I have like, edited. Oh my god, that's the worst thing I've ever <laughs> written. What the fuck, RJ? Um, I so edit quite a lot of um, gay fiction just because I do, um, and I have that. It sounds similar to a lot of the bad, the the bad ones that still get published that I that I've read. So I wouldn't worry. About that. <laughs> I was just like, what the. Yeah, like I need to find it. I think it's on my hard drive somewhere because of basically me and Josh reference this a lot. We talk about just the shitty fiction that I wrote, <laughs> and he wrote as well. Like each chapter would flip back and forth because I just read <coughs> Will Grayson, Will Grayson, which is why I think I wanted to write a gay character as well. Um, did you ever read Will Grayson? Will Grayson? I don't know. All right, uh, it's a John Green book where he wrote with another author, and they swap every chapter. Ah, uh, neat. And it was kind of fun. The writing style was like different because you would be following different mm-hmm. characters. Um, That's cool. He wrote a character more similar to me. I wrote a character more similar to him. Uh-huh. Uh Kind of thing. We were both really aware that we were writing each other essentially, um, and I think he was more offended that I think that he'd find it erotic <laughs> about strawberries and cream. Oh, it was weird. It was weird. It was weird. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, yeah. There was a big period of time between 2011 and 2014 where every short film that I ever wrote had just death and it was real depressing. Like, Deer in the Headlights, when I finally, with the first ever short film, um, the, 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 when I finally got it done as a short film in college. Gay guy straight up dies. Yeah, I, I killed kill my gay. Kill I gays. killed Gotta my gay. Gotta do it. It's a classic. It's a classic <laughs> literature move. I don't know why. It's, <laughs> like it's not fun to kill your gays. No, I am part sucks. of the LGBT community. It's why awful. am I killing yeah. my gays? <laughs> um, and then there was another one. Uh, I did a music video for the song Google Dolls" by the uh, by, by the Irish. No, nice. Another uh, classic. Yeah, in which someone dies of alcohol poisoning. Oh, um, nice. And what else did I do in college as well? I'm trying to remember them all. Um, well, everyone goes through the phase where someone has to die because that's where media naturally leads us. Just everyone I just has like I killed, I killed so many people off. It was always depressing. Yeah, I was just like, RJ, are you all broken? I call, I made a thing called broken, and it was just this character who was just really moany and moody. He sat on a hill smoking a cigarette, played by me, um, and just being like. Oh, Colonel Gaddafi's last words were "Don't shoot," and uh, how in the face of in the face of death, everyone is the same. And I was just like, "RJ, nice. are you okay?" It's strong. <laughs> and basically, when my writing started to get a bit more happier, like everything was real sad. Everything started to get happy when I hit uni, and like from second year onwards, that's yeah, when yeah. internet police was becoming a thing. And so even now, Dusk of the Dead, that's a melancholy kind of thing. Yeah. But it ends on such a real happy note. And a re- I would consider a realistic note of this world. Yeah. Um, other people might argue, I don't know. Uh, like <laughs> I wouldn't say happy. really happy. I would say in comparison to what's going on around them, it's yeah. pretty happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a happily ever after. It's a happily for now considering the world. For considering what is yeah. going on around Like, considering where they were to where they are now. Yeah. Things are better. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, things also yeah. suck, and that's the kind of vibe I was going for. Mm. It's a melancholy kind of thing ending with a with bit sh- spoonful of sugar <laughs> helps the melancholy go down. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of well, like writing for me. Mm. I well, everyone. 
It, I hate I hate it because it's the most stereotypical phrase ever, and it really bugs me. But it's like, ah, oh, you have to write a whole lot of rubbish before you get good, and it's like, yeah. But you always I guess, write rubbish straight off, and then you kind of edit it to. But be yeah, <laughs> and it, it's it's yeah, it's like. It doesn't matter how badly you're gonna write. It clearly comes from a good idea and a good place. You've watched TV. You know what's good, and it's yeah. like, and it's yeah. Um, I I I don't like it because I always find it really disheartening. Because if ever I write something bad, that I've put so much effort in, it's like okay. So the next thing I do will be slightly better, and this thing is just rubbish now. And it's like that's not true. You're gonna write something that's not great, but it has really really good elements because you like that. And then you're gonna come back to it, and you're gonna restart it. And it's like and every idea is a good idea because every idea came from you and something you like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that whole like mentality is like I do like the whole you're gonna be bad and then you're gonna get good kind yeah. of thing, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean the things that you did. Like obviously, I considered deer in the headlights when I first wrote the story was that was completely bad because clearly I was in a closeted space and didn't really understand the fucking world. Um, <laughs> and then uh, deer in the headlights got better because I chucked things off. I understood my yeah. characters a bit more, and it's one of the things that I. I like that it's been rewritten. I haven't produced yeah. it yet. I don't think I ever will, but I, I wrote it for the but sake it's... of, like, I, I wanted to take something shit that I wrote and re- rework mm. it a bit. Like, not everything that you're going to write is going to get published. That's a key factor that you need to yeah. be aware of. You're going to write some stuff just for yourself. So if you take a look back at past shit that you've written and rewrite it, you can be like, this is why this has gotten better. Um, along with... So like short films that I've made in the past, I look back and go, oh my god, that's so bad. But you ruined it. It, it, it doesn't make this whole thing bad, because I've made stuff that it's gone out and people have been like, that's amazing, I really like it. The fact is, you look back at it now and you're noticing the bits where you can improve on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, it's and not it, a, even uh, like... You're only as good as you currently are now. It's like, no, you're consecutively good, but there are certain things that you pick up and learn. Yeah. Um, even like you just giving like the pitch of Deer in the Headlights like oh it's like so bad it's like you got like it's like it's got two different writers and a different like character per like author and it's like it's you being a closeted like uh, LGBT man um, writing about a closeted LGBT god that's words are stuck in my mouth now um, but yeah, and it's like that's that's such an that that's good. That that's what's good about it is like <laughs> you know what you're writing about because it's like it's like it's like oh this is really problematic and it's like yeah it was but I was also like in such like a heteronormative shoving it down your face world and doing all this stuff and it's like yeah but you were that so <laughs> that's yeah. good that's like you're Whereas writing now I can write from it from a being that thing but also understand what it's like to be a human fucking being yeah um, and it's so like they'll, can, they'll I, always be good yeah writing writing it's a process it's fun I hope that you enjoyed that it's great that little bit now here's the here's I say the serious part uh, <laughs> welcome folks to another episode of Headlines <laughs> it's the penultimate episode uh, Matt has only ever done one I've only ever done one Matt is, only one uh, Matt is the only person other than Harry who has been on the podcast once. Mm. Um, I think everyone else has been on at least twice now. I believe so. Um, Harry was visiting, so that's why <laughs> I can't <laughs> get him. He's in Southampton. But, um, so, next week is the last episode of Headlights. We have Tom, Alice, Aaron, and potentially you uh, fighting for the crown. No, I don't want that pressure. 
we're gonna have fun and then whatever happens will happen if I'm in I'm in (laughs) that's fine I'm not making a competition because I will I will feel bad later so let's just (laughs) it's like I will that is a big thing of being competitive sometimes you will win and then five minutes later you go I'm the worst human being. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's like, if I win, I'm going to be like, fuck yeah, that makes me feel good. And it's like, I don't even, I don't care if I win. It's just like, I don't want to be like, yeah, let's, let's do it and then lose. That's worse to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Headlights, as you are aware, is a game show where I tell you two truths and a lie, essentially, when mm-hmm. it comes to headlines, because it's a fucking pun. Because it's a good it's pun. It's a pun. Uh, so I have got two articles here. Uh, that I need to tell you about. And essentially, you need to figure out what is the truth and what is the lie. That's it. Uh, Let's do it. Next week is the penultimate episode where someone will win a trophy. Next week is the final episode. This yeah, week the is the penultimate episode. episode. It's the penultimate episode, yes. Um, boo, 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 boo. Just cry. Basically, I'm trying to stall time at the minute because I'm trying to get my fucking lies <laughs> Has decided to be a little shit. Um, sure, I will chat for a bit then. Talk so, about Podmage. <laughs> I like Podmage. I think it's a cool, neat little thing where we can chat and hang out. I have uh, a podcast which uh, is Would You Rather. Um, also, speaking of writing and failing, me, Tom, and Alice made a Shadowrun podcast that just didn't work, so we stopped doing it. We oh, made yeah, three, four episodes, and. We all collectively decided that it just wasn't grand because, like, we all liked the story, but we didn't know how to play it. So it was like, and everything was like kind of, it was like our first characters, it just didn't work. They were like, no, it doesn't work. So yeah, it happens in all walks of life. But, like, everything I write, which is another thing, because people are always like, oh, write what you know. Um, which yes, write what you know, but also write what you like. I think that's important as well. All, pretty much all of my stories have such heavy friendship, hope, and resistance against sad things, and they'll almost always end on a light note because I don't like things that end on a sad note. Unless mm. it, unless one of my things is really short, because if it's really short, then it would be. But um, yeah, and it's like if you like it. You'll get good at it, and you'll end up knowing about it, and that's what's important. Nice. Is trying real hard. Good. Just try. This episode, your headlights are <clears throat> <clears throat> naked drunk man drives into tree while having sex. Nice. Man finds car twenty years after forgetting where he parked. Legend. Australia passes law that accidentally makes tweeting illegal. <laughs> um. Right, so... I love the thought process. Yeah, Every single time, like, they, everyone, like, if they, they forget where they are and just go, what's the lie? What's the lie? Well, because... Uh, so, you got your man who's drunk and or drove his car over the thing while having sex. Now that shit happens literally all the time. While having sex. That literally happens all the time, so that's super believable. Um, and then you got your other dude that did the other thing that I thought was kind of believable, but I've forgotten it. A uh, man finds a car after, after 20, 20 years of where he parked. Yeah. Um, which is like, that's weird enough that I would believe it. The Australia thing, I'm not sure about because I feel like I have been 
fairly active on social media, and I would have heard about it. You know, I find them every... I find them the morning of. Uh, so, uh, shit. as a heads up. Okay. Well, I have not been on any media I always try morning. and find new... Because typically there are always relevant news stories that have happened ASAP, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Because in that way, it's not like they're going to have heard of it. There have been some episodes where have been like, I heard about that, and it's been like, oh, fuck. Australia's <laughs> so doing a lot. So I try and get of, it yeah. either ASAP in the past, like, few hours, because... Knowing you guys, you haven't been on like social media, not been in work, etc. Australia has been doing a lot of good in terms of same-sex laws and stuff. Um, So maybe, whilst they were doing all the paperwork, they might have slipped up, and I'm still going to stick with my guns and go Australia. You think Australia? I'm going to go with Australia. Uh, That's the lie. That's what I'm going to go with. Okay. Okay. Positive. Uh, Yeah. My favourite thing is to fuck with people No, with the I'm eyes. sticking to my guns because I've okay. made my decision now. <clears throat> Truth. Naked drunken man drives into tree while having sex. Yeah, that, Obviously. Sh- that shit happens all the time. <clears throat> Australia passes law that accidentally makes tweeting illegal is... The lie! Yes! Is the lie. <laughs> so, the fact is... Laws do get accidentally uh, That's published That's the first the one that I've done. <laughs> what, the first one you want? The first one I've gotten right, yeah. yeah okay. I'm just uh, hyped about it. <laughs> so, it is a common thing uh, that laws do get passed accidentally. Uh, as in, people slip stuff into bills, typically. Yeah. To set up with this whole net neutrality thing at the minute. Originally, it was slipped into a bill in 2012, I think, or 13 or 14. Uh, yeah. Uh, where it gets, like that's added there kind of mm. thing. So the whole tweeting thing, I was hoping that you'd be like, mm, it sounds weird, and also it's Australia, so... Um, but yeah, it turns out I fucked Good. up. Good. <laughs> Strong. No, no. No. You didn't. But guess what that means? Oh, oh you're free on the 27th. <laughs> this month? Yeah, as in Monday. Monday night. Uh, yeah, you are, because you Monday, could do Monday morning. Pilgrimage. Yeah, Monday... You're doing afternoon to morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, we're, we're at eleven o'clock at night. We will be fucking recording. I'm free Monday to uh, Monday, like not evening Monday. You're doing pilgrimage, yeah. because we're doing pilgrimage. Uh, no, they're, oh, they're, everyone else is. Every, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, they've already planned. We right. It's the only time they're all free. Yeah, and I, like, <laughs> I need you now. But... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no, I'm totally free. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, it'll be after pilgrimage. Essentially. Sick. Um, which means we're going to be fucking freezing cold. Yeah, um, and also we're filming it. That's the plan. We're going to film it as well. Uh, there will be a prize to the winner that will be revealed next week. I'm really excited because it's in the post right now. <laughs> I'm really excited about it. Yes. I, didn't <laughs> I didn't know there was a prize. Yeah, I'm glad I've I got, got it right. a prize I'm into it now. made. I've designed it. I've got it made. <laughs> I'm really excited. Uh, and the winner keeps it until the next winner of season two of Kabraje, which will be ending on the 25th of March because that's a Sunday. And cool. also my birthday. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> You're Ego. giving other people presents on your own birthday. I like That's that. That's my life. I mean, when, I was eight, when I was 18, I did do a charity run for sport relief because it was on my 18th oh, birthday. That's I was like, nice. everyone else gets drunk on their 18th birthday. I'm going to do a fun run and raise, I think I raised 300 quid for charity. That's pretty good. Is. That's fun. real good. Um, yeah. So nice. I'm really yeah. excited. Uh, that means we got 2v2. Uh, well, not teams. I just mean we got... Two boys and two girls. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Gonna, I was like, who's shit, gonna win? who am I going to... I was like, I'm probably going to team up with Alice because Tom would not check. 
<laughs> the news. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's the thing. Uh, it's going to be um, the whole podcast is he- is going to be headlines. It's weakest link style, so it's going to be kind of a pub quiz. Nice. Um, it's going to be pub quiz style, so whoever gets the most <laughs> right, oh, that'll be fun. Um, oh, will win. And it's going to be. I'm not only going to be getting the headlines uh, already. Uh, I'm going to be checking over a long period of time now because <laughs> I need to get some fucking old ass weird news, obscure yeah. shit. Make sure you haven't seen any of this before, <laughs> um, and do all of that. And also make a little tagline with it. So I'll give you the headline, and I'll give you the first paragraph oh, nice. uh, of, of the headline. Because that way you can figure out uh, whether it's the truth or a lie, along with giving a bit more background. Yeah. So say like with that Australia one, if I said, Australia has accidentally, uh, while making an internet-based uh, privacy law, have accidentally made it illegal to tweet. To tweet, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, that would be like, hmm, that does kind of sound <laughs> a bit more... Believable <laughs> that way, um, but that'll cool. be the whole thing. I'm excited for next week's episode now. Um, yeah, it's gonna be like a fun. panel. I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to see if we can get like two tables in here so I can do it like. Um, <laughs> have, uh, have I got news for you anyway? Style. Just <laughs> yeah. have you on separate uh, I'm excited. Oh, uh, this has been another episode of the Cup Raji podcast. Cup Raji season one finishes on the. 3rd of December I believe I said yes 3rd of December that's next Sunday uh, I'm very excited it's going to be great it's going to be fun make sure that you tune in and please yeah. give us a rating on whatever podcast app you are currently using Stitcher Blueberry iTunes uh, my favourite currently is Radio Public because they put us on our indie to watch list because <laughs> <laughs> I am a vain piece of shit Podmitch starts on the 1st of January 2018 Woo! That was another episode of the Cup RJ podcast. The song that you're currently hearing is DJ Cutman with 3D Hip Hop, available for free on Bandcamp, so go get yourself a nice little download on behalf of Game Shop. So thank you very much for that. Uh, Podmates is launching on the 1st of January, and this episode was co-produced by them. Bye!